Welcome to a special presentation. I'm Jonathan Bradley Welch. And I'm David Crabb. And you can tell in the tired speed in which we're introducing ourselves that something just froze and we have to reboot everything. Hi. Yeah, hi, I mean, hey, we've done this. We've, we've been like in Zoom hell for 40 minutes now. And I don't know, people, are you getting an episode? Are you getting, I don't know what you're getting. I don't know. I know. We I were on a really great track. There were jokes about Canadian children's television and we yeah. were invoking, you can't do that on TV. I mean, who doesn't want to hear about that? But it's all gone now. I know. I know. Um, I, you know what I did recently? I did one of those Instagram story challenges that I mm-hmm. always thought was stupid and foolish. And I did the 30 day television show challenge. I saw that you did that. Yeah. yeah and I, I actually am like five days behind and have to like catch up, but I was doing it for a while. It, asked you like your favorite children's TV show, which is interesting because we will touch on some children's television today. Um, from our youths, I talked about You Can't Do That on Television. It was a huge uh, influence for me when I was growing up. Oh, yeah. Who didn't love Moose? That's right. Moose. And you I said, loved, like I said, Alistair. You loved you Alistair. Alistair. What so we were cute. saying when we got cut I off I was a child, that, by the way. Sorry. Anyway, I was a child. Yeah, it was appropriate. Okay. It was appropriate to have <laughs> those feelings back then. Um, but I don't remember Alanis Morissette being on that show. And I know that was the whole thing. But it was brief. I don't think was it, it was. Yeah, I don't think she wasn't like on every season or anything. It was like a Julia Louis-Dreyfus on SNL kind of like. Well, that's the season where uh, that's, oh, that whole, you know, that whole season was just that cast. That's the mm-hmm. only season in SNL history where they completely revamped the cast, did a whole season, fired everyone and started from scratch. Yeah, yeah. Because Great people, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, Robert, Robert Downey Jr. Um, Charles Rocket. So many, yeah. Oh God. Okay. Well, basically it brought, it all brought me back to all the TV that I watched as a kid and I watched like Danger Mouse and, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. and Count, no, it was a, du- no, not Count Duckula, but just Duckula. Count Duckula. Yeah. I, Count I, Duckula. I remember that being on, but I didn't watch it. Mm, yeah. It was all about like, um, vampire ducks, but like, instead of giving him blood, they gave him ketchup. So he was like <laughs> wacky. So they brought him back to life with a ketchup mixture instead. So that was, oh. um, and that worked somehow. So anyway, that's, that's high concept. Kids TV is wild, you guys. And, uh, and it's great to go back and revisit what we watched when we were little kids. And today we have a guest, uh, another one of our New York friends. And I'm excited. I'm excited for all you candleheads out there because this is, and she is just like so excited that like candleheads are having their moment. I have so many candles in my home. She has a candle podcast called Two Wick Minimum, which I'm dying to go on because like I've loved candles all my damn life. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just gonna bring her in. What do you think about yeah. that? Okay, I, so yeah. Yeah? I approve. Yeah. You approve. Okay. She's great. Welcome, Selena Kopic. Hello guys. Hey. Greetings from Brooklyn. Hi. You're you're holding it down. You're doing okay in New York. Yep. Me and my candles, truly. I mean, yeah, it is the candle moment. But yeah, I'm here in Park Slope, uh, working remotely and uh, watching far too much television and sitting in the park occasionally and drinking to excess constantly. So. Yeah, but you don't bring the candles into the park. <laughs> yeah, you can't really cross-pollinate the things. You know, it's like <laughs> no. park time or drinking time or candle time. Yeah. I mean, yeah. drinking time and candle time can overlap, but you got to be careful. If I was out at a public park and I saw someone like sitting by like a statue with like a bottle of wine and I realized that they had a lit candle they brought next to them, I'd be like, wow, they are in their feelings. Like that. I, that actually sounds like a wonderful 
like evening activity to do yes. like find a really nice breezy park and uh and have just that big jar candle and mm. you know and the breeze isn't gonna knock that out when you have a big enough glass I know, jar. as long as it's in there or you could do i sometimes go to the park i one time went for an outdoor pic like dinner picnic with my friends jason and daniel and they brought an electric candle and it was so charming like to Aww. be having a picnic dinner outside and then yeah. like you know, a little electric candle <laughs> that is <laughs> so perfect. precious yeah and, and it's also a little like satanic panicky but like that's okay too <laughs> yeah we, we i mean we're all goth of kids of course yeah we need a little bit of that energy. That's mm-hmm. the thing I did when I was 16, 17, and we moved from San Antonio to Seguin, Texas, and I lost all my goth friends. It was like a little town. I remember reading house. about this in your book. I love this. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, I, I mean, no, I didn't even realize, Selena, while I just made the joke about what kind of crazy person has a candle outside, that <laughs> it's in the book that I literally, we lived in a little country house between a cattle, a field of cattle, and a primitive Baptist church cemetery. Like with little like old, old broken like baby tomb. You know when you know when a cemetery is old and it has like baby tombstones? It's so depressing. There's like bricks in the ground that are like, was born so and so, eighteen fifty-two, died eighteen fifty. Just terrible. Yeah. And I and I took a bunch of my mom, those little plastic votive candles. I took the last hit of acid that my friends gave me as a going away present from San Antonio <laughs> and my journal. And I sat on like in the middle of a bunch of like child tombstones and lit some candles and wrote some really terrible poetry on acid. <laughs> so actually, that is a good idea. I take it back. That's not a crazy person. Yeah. No, I think it's wonderful. That's like why not? Why not go back and do it now? I have thought about where we could walk, where we could go during this time. And uh, Forest Lawn Cemetery is so close to us, David, that like mm-hmm. we could just go, or Hollywood Forever, <gasps> where you can go in there and just walk around. And... I've always wanted to go to Hollywood Forever. Oh my uh, God. Oh yeah, I used to live behind Hollywood Forever. So, wow. um, so I walked in there, I found Estelle Getty's grave. Oh. And my favorite, Valerie Harper, has since been buried in Hollywood mm-hmm. Forever. So I have never strolled through there. I've only been to the one on top of the big hill where Michael Jackson is. That's Forest Lawn. That's Forest, yeah, yeah. And that has the crazy mausoleum. But I want to go to Forever uh, Hollywood, Hollywood Forever. Forever. Well, yeah. maybe we can do a distanced walk there together. What, what a sad, what a sad pandemic. I mean, it's very on brand for me. But you know, just like to reunite with an old friend during a pandemic, where oh, just a cemetery. Oh, I know. And also, I mean, like, I've become an old friend. Like, okay. <laughs> You are an old friend. Reunite with an old friend sounds like you haven't seen me since before the war. If I ran into, <laughs> Jonathan, if I ran into the mailman right now, it would be like, oh, I'm reuniting with an old, I have not seen, I saw our mutual friend Katie from a distance in a mask. Yeah. And I think that's it. I think I just literally put the cap on besides my husband and dog, people I've seen in person. Oh, and my sister-in-law, my nephew. I've been thinking it. that uh, Bette Midler's From a Distance is really our anthem. Until she starts singing about that God is watching us part. I always like that song. And then the end happens. I'm like, what was Bette going through? I feel like that song is the worst Bette Midler song of all time. Like, it just, I don't know. It's that medium tempo. It just sort of drones, you know? Like, she has so many other better songs in her songbook. Because she can do the 80s sentimental chime keyboard thing, like Wind Beneath My Wings to great effect. But Mm -hmm. something about, from a distance, it it has that Christian glow. Like it does not have the vibe of a woman who will live and breathe to hate tweet at Donald Trump in the future. (laughs) So I disagree with you though, because, well, first, first things first, when I was in second grade and we had that Gulf War for like 
three weeks. Yeah. Um, we sang that song on stage and that oh, was definitely God. one of the creepier moments of my childhood. Oh. Um, like during, I don't, I can't remember what it was, but we all had to learn it and we all had to sing it. And so like, I know how to sing it, even though I was seven years old. One, two, um, I think of it more as like, hey, all you um, super Christians out there, God, as you think of him or her or it, is watching. Like, so your actions matter. So make your fucking actions matter and, uh, and understand oh. that there is a higher power that's actually keeping an eye and making yeah. sure that we're not fucking up. That's how I take that. That's yeah. amazing. And you maybe have completely turned around my opinion of that terrible song. Good. Um, Sonically, yeah. it will always be what it is. Yeah. However, I might have to give it a lyrical revisit. <laughs> yeah, think about it now a little bit differently. It's always going to take me back to listening to Magic 106.7 oh um, and David Allen Boucher and Bedtime Magic. And <laughs> Selena knows this. <laughs> oh, so, of course you do. I have a Red Sox hat right here. She does. By my head, yeah. She's one of my hometown girls. We're from, mm-hmm. we're from Massachusetts. We were raised in a cup of Dunkin' Donuts coffee. <laughs> we were. And you know, so I haven't, you're going to like this, Selena. I have not been able to drink coffee for like a year because I had some like gastrointestinal things going on and I David's just like shaking his head he's disgusted he's disgusted this is not dinner conversation I know I switched to herbal tea so basically I'm like Elizabeth Warren just drinking my herbal tea and nothing else the other day I felt like I really wanted to first of all go to Dunkin Donuts and I, I wanted a taste of home and I thought I'd try decaf for the first time in my life and I got a decaf Dunkin Donuts French vanilla thinking of you Selena <laughs> and unfortunately not good it was not what I Again, wanted decaf remains hot brown water <laughs> not tasty yeah and very very watery so I will not yeah. make that mistake again Jonathan, have, have you found since doing that that it actually fixed a lot of your tummy stuff? No coffee? Yeah, it, will be, it was more yeah. like upper. It was GERD. So it was more like, and like an ulcer. I had an ulcer yeah. and then like I had to not do coffee. And now that that has healed, it's like, I just don't want to revisit it. Um, and I don't miss it. And I actually really like herbal tea. That's great. So look at me. I'm just living a better life than everybody else. Um, (laughs) We were talking about our childhood. We were talking about the youth, um, the youth times growing up in Boston. And one of the programming choices that we had when we were um, growing up was watching um, selections from the children's television workshop on WGBH, the PBS affiliate, which is where all PBS programming was mostly, almost all of it was produced out of WGBH. So we grew up in like a PBS hub. And so Selena, your selection today is very on the level. Very, very, (laughs) first of all, out of nowhere, but also on the level of a Boston kid, because Mm -hmm. this is the shit that we watched. We watched The Electric Company. We watched um, kids whatever that fucking show was kids incorporated math, kids incorporated, oh, kids incorporated with incorporated, math yes. and with MathNet and all of that yes, so math like, net. yeah because there was that exactly there were a lot of like kids educational shows and yeah. they want the show that i've selected is certainly educational yeah and then since we're talking about candles and we're talking about like uh other spirits and stuff it's all really coming together so yeah, selena right. introduce us tell us the show 
Well, the show that I've selected is, you can tell, you can really tell that I grew up in a house with no cable. (laughs) 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 Because I just had to watch whatever TV was on, you know, channel two or four or five or seven or 25 or 38 or 56. And that was it. Those were the options. Yeah. I mean, and like 25 was Fox, which was a trash, um, according to my family. Total trash. Do you remember NWSBK channel 38? Was yes, that 38? No, wasn't 38 UPN or, or WB? Oh my God, UPN. I haven't w- thought of UPN in so long. Yeah. It was WSBK, WSBK TV okay. 38. And then, it okay. became, and then it became UPN and 56 was WB and that was WLBI. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay, yeah. yeah. But yeah, Channel 2 was PBS. And, you know, I mean, mostly nerd stuff except for one precious sliver, Sunday evenings. <laughs> When, the, when an amazing show that truly rocked my childhood was aired, and it is called Ghost Rider. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. I remembered it as soon as you said, let's do Ghost Rider. I was like, I remember, I do remember that show because I was a very spooky kid, and I was into, <laughs> but I was into the Good. more, like, hardcore stuff. I went hard. I was, I was Unsolved Mysteries, like, out the Oh, game. yeah. But this is interesting, so. I know. I mean, I really... I loved um, Ghost Rider. And it's funny because when you were talking like, okay, we're going to talk about a show that's off the air. At first I was like, oh, Sex and the City. Duh, I, I used to be a tour guide on the Sex and the City bus tour. Um, but I mean, I assume every third person who comes on this podcast is like, the Sex and the City, you know? It was, I, mean, I think it was the, it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was like our fifth or sixth episode where I we bet. talked about yeah. Sex and the City. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, Ghost Rider is a real undiscovered gem. I mean... I love, it was filmed in New York City, and it was just this sort of wackadoodle show. It was an educational show, and it was about, like, a little posse of kids. I think there was, like, maybe, like, five or six kids in the group, Um, and they all appear to be in middle school aged, and they are always getting into hijinks. You know, it's sort of like a, um, it's sort of like a broad city minus drug use, you know? <laughs> but like, you know, every episode's an adventure and usually they like get trapped in a mine shaft or like, it was just bizarre the places where they'd always end up trapped. And so like the, the, in the episode, for whatever reason, they needed to communicate with someone outside to tell them where they were. And the tool to do that, it was, uh, and, and stop me if I'm so, mucking up the explanation, because yeah, it sounds, I'm like, it, this sounds so very muddy. <laughs> I, so I watched the first episode, though, and it was, for me, I watched the first two episodes, and it was a little slow, but it was basically like the discovery of almost like an entity that lived in a computer that one of the main characters inherited from his sister when she went away to college. Oh, I didn't realize that was like the conceit. Okay, that's cute. Oh No, I think it went into the computer, didn't it come from something else in the basement? Oh yeah, because things were like, things were like sparkling and moving out of backpacks and stuff like that. So there was definitely like something being conjured. And one of the girls who was um, a Jewish rapper, um, (gasps) Wait, was that? Lenny? Was that Lenny? Lenny. Yeah. yeah. Blaze Burndall. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, oh my God. She's my favorite character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Lenny uh, is sitting there in the park, actually, where Selena lights her candles and drinks. That's right. So she's sitting in the park and she's writing her raps in her songbook. And the words just like, evaporate off the page and go into like this neon swirl that goes up in the air and she is just like wait what she's not like freaking the fuck out as a child probably should like Mm -hmm. thinking that they took a hallucinogenic maybe um instead she's just like 
that's weird. What happened to my songbook? That's so that's what I remember. And then she goes over to the kid's house, um, Jamal. Oh, Jamal. He was like so, the hottie. Totally. So there was this like Lenny so Jamal, cute. will they, won't they moment, you know? So and his she, last name, that, that actor's last name is Turnipseed, which I have yes, never heard. I just looked it up. I cannot believe that's his real last name. That is bonkers. Oh, he was cute. Yeah. 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 Oh my wow. God. So, yeah. But and, so, I mean, it just seemed like in every episode it was an adventure. And for whatever reason, this ghost had to write things. The ghost would read signs around them, right? So they could figure out where they were. It would rearrange pre-existing text. Or yeah. if it was like text written or a computer, it could manifest text. But it could only communicate. Mm. And God forbid you tried to answer it with your voice. Yeah. It, it would just throw a passive aggressive hissy fit and be like, why aren't you answering me? So, yes. then, like, so then the kids actually get it. Oh, we have to type the answer or write the answer. So yes. very high maintenance. Like at oh, first, yeah. and I was watching in the first episode or the second episode, it was a two-parter basically, um, where they're around the computer and the only people who can see it are the kids because Jamal's grandmother comes in and they're like, they're like, just, mm. can she see it? And she's like, there's nothing on this screen. And she's oh, like, all right, yeah. all right, crazy kids. I brought you a snack. I'm going back downstairs. And so then it comes up and it's like, why aren't you answering me? Why aren't you answering yeah. me? And the kids are like screaming at the computer. And I'm sitting here just saying like, type back. Like, don't you understand the medium that they're trying to communicate? <laughs> like, don't yeah. scream. So like, if someone texted me, I wouldn't be like screaming out my window, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you understand how the world yeah. works, you maniacs? <laughs> Why do you but, dumb, I mean, dumb kids was, writing your raps and your notebooks? <laughs> that was one thing I sort of loved about the show. I felt like it was so slow moving and dumbed down. Like, do you remember when Ghost Rider would be writing messages for, to them? He'd be writing an S and it would take roughly the majority of the episode. Like, yeah. literally, it was just like... They, was, they wouldn't... They wouldn't even establish a slow writing speed and then cut away to the kids' faces and use the cutaway to finish the sentence. <laughs> they just sat on it, like, for like, so... T and God forbid, like, Jonathan, even the screens when it was saying, when the ghost was getting really pissed, and it was like, answer me, answer me, answer... You see it four times on the screen. It takes... <laughs> So it takes so long but also i feel like it's an annoying ghost versus like yeah. a scary yeah. like why won't you answer me Instead, i know it's, it's definitely yeah. like a librarian ghost and not a like <laughs> i'm here to hunt you you know just like a hey 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 answer me answer me answer <laughs> me it's like ew exactly. it's just like, i'm shutting this off <laughs> you're like okay needy acquaintance uh i'd rather have someone spooky yeah. in my life you know yeah <laughs> those kids screaming at the computer though that is me a lot of the time with my Apple devices. It's just, <laughs> I'm answering Siri. What do you need? I told you, bitch. Do it. Um, I yell at Siri so much. I'm so hostile to her. I changed her to a man because it makes me feel better about being really aggressive with him. I just um, think of Siri as like the quintessential Karen, you know. So it's like you just want to like uh, yell back in a way. Yeah. Yeah. So now that frustration. Uh, you mentioned Jonathan. Okay, so there's so much, so much about this show, and I only watched the first one. Uh, but the First of all, I love the act. There's a few actors in here that will go on to become quite big. Um, one is the grandmother um, who was so aged up with hair and makeup in this show. If you do the math of when the show is out and the age that she is as a, as a woman in the last 10 years on like episodes of Law and Order or whatever, she's so not a grandma, which I love. No, she was like 38. I, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was her. Yeah, I know. I just Googled her and... Yeah, she's a legend. 
she's in oh, so yeah. much great stuff. And then their dad, which presumably is her son, and do this math, is, why did his name, who's the dad? Oh, the gosh. famous actor who, in the beginning scene, he's moving the... It's not uh, Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. You said it, yeah, yeah, is yeah. it? Isn't it? Really? Am I, am I crazy? I'm gonna... Yes, yes, I'm looking yeah. it up online right it now. Is? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I yeah. never. I thought it was like a Samuel L. Jackson type. No, no, that. No, it's I mean, him. I, the minute I saw him, I was like, "That's Samuel L. Jackson." And if you do wow. the math, and that woman is her, his mother, it just doesn't all add up. Yeah. Um, Not at all. Unless later in the series, Selena, there's an episode about her like tragic middle school birth, and maybe the whole <laughs> <laughs> learning thing about like. Oh my god. Maybe it uh, only lasted one season, which is kind of wild. No, no, no. I think it was no, like three it seasons. Oh, yeah. it says it was one season when you look at it on Google. Well, I guess Google's wrong, okay? Yeah, shockingly, somehow Wikipedia is right, which yeah. I know should never be the case. It's three seasons with like a movie. It had like a special mm-hmm. movie its first season or something. Oh, also, oh my yeah. gosh, I'm just doing some Googling on right. Uh, online right now. Julia Stiles had a cameo yep. in it with a fake nose ring. And Spike Lee appears in one episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it, yeah. it's really like a hit maker. This, mm. this yeah. little factory of stars. The very handsome lead actor, the only thing he did besides that is a Spike Lee movie. And that's oh, it. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Just to go back to the whole um, grandmother and Samuel L. Jackson thing, uh, Marcella Lowry is the actress yeah. who plays the grandmother, and her son Reggie is played by Samuel L. Jackson, and Marcella Lowry is two years older than Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. Of course, of course. Yep. <laughs> I, was, I was like, what? Yeah. Oh my um, gosh. Also, can I tell you a personal story about the character Lenny? Always. Oh, yeah. Please, please tell me. That- like, so she was your hero. Yes. Yeah, so, and you know what's bizarre is my nickname. I liked her because my, nick- my nickname with my family and very close friends is Lenny, L E N N Y. Oh. Yeah. And it's, I mean, and that's not the only reason I loved her. But, but so, I mean, and my nickname's Lenny because my name is Selena, S E L E N A. And, you know, when I was in seventh or eighth grade, when you go to bar, bar mitzvahs and bat mitzvahs, um, one at one moment, they gave out personalized T-shirts, and my shirt, you know, it said like "Selena rock the house" at Justin's uh, bar mitzvah. You know, <laughs> yeah, it was like, and it was personalized T-shirts, so everyone's like, "Wow!" So it had my name on it, and I wore it so much because because <laughs> why not wear a free T-shirt you got at a bar mitzvah that. The S, the E, and the A fell off, so it just said Len. And then, like, I went Aww. to summer camp that summer, and I wore it all the time. So everyone just started calling me Len or Lenny. I love that. I know, and so like it just stuck. Like to this day, my mom will be like, "Hello, Lenny." You know, like my whole family calls me Lenny. So then, the character in Ghost Rider, Lenny, really spoke to me. Then, get this, I can't even get over it. And so, my be- my childhood best friend Suzanne went to Bucknell for college, um, and Suzanne calls me Lenny, of course. And the character of Lenny is played by this actress, Blaze Burndall, who's a New York native, cool chick. She's a twin. Um, she was in my childhood best friend's sorority at Bucknell. So I got to meet her at Bucknell, and I remember I was like, I don't mean to like fangirl on you, but like I was a huge Ghost Rider fan when I was a kid. And she was like, cool. I was like, also, oh, my nickname's Lenny. And she was like, okay, easy, you know? <laughs> but also, like, your name is Blaze. So, know. you know, so who are you name. to cast stones on anybody oh, I know. else? What a funky name. Yeah. But that she's super like, cool. She's she was cool. very sweet. Yeah. I love that she's like, calm down. Like, I know. <laughs> she's like, I was in a PBS Kids show, Easy Killer. And I was like, I love dance. <laughs> Again, girl who did not have cable. So mm-hmm. that character was so fun because 
I mean, this, like, so watching the show for the first time, which happened for me this morning, <laughs> um, uh, you know, May 26, 2020, um, I was watching it. And, you know, the setup of the show is, you know, it's like you meet, like, the lead kid, uh, Samuel L. Jackson is his dad. And, and then you're, you're moving through the, the show. And then you meet, like, the white girl, right, who's, like, has long hair. You know, she sits in the park. She talks to the boy, they part ways, and then you see her with a journal, she's writing poetry, and then she's like, happiness and love cannot be forgotten in the gut. And I'm like, whoa. Yeah, unexpected plot twist here. And I, and then that led to like what the rest of the show revealed, I think which is so fucking cool for this show, is that it had all of those cultural, like like the, um, the white girl was the one that like rapped. She became good friends with the black boy. There was a Latina girl who was friends with the Asian. Like, it was the. It's probably for this time the most culturally diverse youth show I've seen uh, that we've covered on this show. Oh, I know. I found yeah. the casting to be really refreshing, especially because it's reflecting New York City. You know, like, yeah. It and this like, is '92, so this exactly. is like you know the yeah, year of Clinton. Exactly. This isn't some like girls bullshit where it's like, hey, or Sex and the City even, you know, where it's just like white, white, white. Um, yeah. I mean, the diversity was so cool. And and also the style I found really neat. It was so early 90s and sort of color block, a lot of hats. Like, I mean, I blame Blossom. I wore so many hats back then. I'm so ashamed oh, of it. But like Blaze Burndall's character, <laughs> Lenny, wore so many hats. Yeah. 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 So again, your hero, like you were able to really emulate so this connection. style. All you needed was a little notebook to write your raps in. <laughs> so I, yeah, I only watched a couple episodes. I want to say when this came on, I was probably like nine-ish years old, I think, and nine or 10. And um, to me, like we got cable right around then. So I missed this. Like I stopped yeah. my PBS journey or I, I didn't stop. I paused it because I'm now a PBS SoCal subscriber, okay? So I pay the money so that I can watch all of the premium content. Oh, that's great. What kind of premium content do they have now? I'm so like out of- Every American Experience and Masterpiece Theater episode that you could ever want, with the nice. exception of Dan yeah. Abbey. I don't think they have that on there, um, but they have everything, like Call the Midwife and br- br- some Chester, br- Broadchester, Tor. Br- I don't know. Oh, Broadchurch. Not Broadchurch. Grant Chester. That's the show. Grant Chester. It's like there's like a hot, a hot priest solving crimes. What is with hot priests lately? I feel like every, you cannot be a television show without a hot priest on your show. Yeah, at least not a British show. Yeah. Grant Chester. Oh, Grant Chester. Yeah. So I've been watching that, but, um, but yeah, I'm, I love PBS and I'm a huge supporter of public television. Yeah. I I love, you know, it's so funny that the the thing about the show being so progressive and such a a melting pot is so funny to watch this today because Ophira, um, did risk just the other night and she told this great story about how she moved uh uh to new york and how it was her dream to move to new york and for her the thing that planted that seed was sesame street mm. she said like watching and that was of course the sound stage but she's like everyone looked different the brownstones looked cool people walked places and it was so fun to watch this today and be like oh this is actually that but filmed in the place like the yes. exteriors are actually and i think it's in your neighbor i think it's all prospect park 
It's yeah, I think I just read online that it's filmed in Fort Greene, which is like oh, a long Green. yeah, it's a long classic it. park. Mm-hmm. It's just like a different side of the park. But yeah, I mean it's it, it very much is what my neighborhood looks like. You know, it's just like beautiful awesome. brownstones and and like kids hanging out. I mean, and between us, this is a random tidbit, but between us, like, you know, my, uh, the stoop to my um, apartment off, because it's pretty big, often like kids will just hang out on it. And I think it's very charming. And Debbie Mazur's daughter recently was hanging out in there. And I, I know, because Debbie Mazur lives in my neighborhood, bless her heart. She's so damn cool. Um, I love her. I know. She's so great. And actually, I hope I'm not speaking out of school because like, I love her. And, but like, she, I don't, she, I know she lives in my neighborhood and I recognize her daughter from her Instagram. And I just like, it's funny. Cause as I walked up, I was like teens on the stoop. And then I reckon, I was like, it's Debbie Mazur's daughter. I was like, you're well, you're welcome to hang out here anytime you want. <laughs> so you didn't like, you weren't like you kids get out of here. I, know, I wasn't like, like scram. I was yeah. like, welcome. Enjoy my stoop. Would you guys like some LaCroix? <laughs> <laughs> So your stoop is like really the place. And especially since you discovered that she's on Instagram. So she's like clearly a micro influencer. I know. Yeah. She's very neat. But, uh, but yeah, cause I do live above a coffee shop. So the stoop is like right by the coffee shop. So it's sort of a popular place to congregate back when we could congregate. Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you find that people are doing like, is the coffee shop doing takeaway orders and stuff now? They're just doing takeout. Um, yeah. So do you find with- that people like will go sit? Yeah, people usually, thankfully, because we're by the park and there are benches, like people really will scram, you know, go away. But but I also live around the corner from a bar and for a while people, like they're just doing drinks and food through the window and their front stoop, people were just hanging out. So they just had, they just changed their sign recently and they were like, no congregating, like take your drink and go walk around, you know, like, and that's, I mean, that's sort of what my experience right now in New York is it's a lot of drinking and walking around. Like that's pretty much what I do. But wild yeah. that like so. bars are doing that kind of takeaway thing where you can like grab your drink at a window and then go take a walk around the block. Like I know. And sometimes it's so obvious. Like I yesterday yeah. I was in Dumbo walking around and there's this pizzeria. And so my boyfriend and I got two white wines to go and they put them in like clear glasses. Like you could tell we're drinking white wine. And, you know, we're like, go, you know, we're crossing the street in front of cops. And, you know, and I know, I mean, talk about white privilege, but like, you know, I just was like, I think the cops right now are just sort of like uh, drinking while people are walking around is the least of our problems, you know, like yeah. as long yeah. as they're wearing masks, it's fine. And just yeah. taking, that, taking that mask, like pulling it on the side and like putting the straw in <laughs> so that you can just... I, can I just say I'm waiting for someone to introduce a special mask that has a flap compartment <laughs> that you could put the straw through or that has a permanent straw hanging out of it. Yeah. Waiting in your mouth if you're a big drinker, you wear it to the bar. <laughs> It'll be a little weird because you have to talk with the pun of the straw in your mouth, but like something. It's hard. Oh, I know. I know. I, I've been joking around my, with my boyfriend since the beginning of this thing that I want to get a hole punch and just like punch a hole just for straw insertion. Yep. And that's just my mask for drinking, you know? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. It just makes sense. It's great. It's yeah. a fancy one. You'll put some jewels on it, some night reflectors. I know. It's good to it's go. Like going out mask. Yeah. I will say we have rotated from our spring masks to our summer masks. We, we have some more lightweight masks. <laughs> oh. I'm like, I can't believe we're like doing seasonal rotation, you know? Oh, yeah. Well, I showed Selena, but David, I, I bought this thing, which is like, and I'm demonstrating now, you can't see it, listeners, however... It's this very light fabric. Are you going to a sex party? Yeah, it looks, <laughs> I look a little like Grace Jones-esque, but it like sits on my neck and I can pull it so, up. So and... Jonathan is wearing, it's as if he has That's a very a sheer baby blue rayon turtleneck. And he's, but 
but cut the neck off of it. And it just goes up his neck all the way up to under his eyes. And it's yeah. sort of translucently, I can still see your mouth and nose. Yeah. It is very, help, there's a sexy invader. Like, <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, like it's definitely, um, I, I think it feels, I don't know, like a dicky, but like a fancy dicky and one mm-hmm. that you can just like pull all the way up. But where did it, it come has, from? I got it at CVS. For five ninety nine, oh, and you God, can also what a good just, asshole like, you are shopping at CVS. That's right, Boston Gate area, Massachusetts-based chain. Hell yeah, always. I fuck Walgreens. I am not going oh, to. Re- Dwayne Reed, get out of yeah, my get face. Get out of here, oh, Rite Aid. Absolutely, Rite Aid. Yeah, CVS <laughs> and. That's right. That's right. Yeah. The the biggest burn they've ever heard. CBS yeah. makes the best melatonin gummies. Uh, they're so delicious that when I take the two recommended dosage at night, I'm like, what yeah. happens if I have five? Yeah. I mean, really. Why not? Is that good for sleeping? Yes. If it helped me. I want to get you, some because I've been having trouble sleeping because I toss and turn worrying about whether we'll ever get out of this pandemic. Ooh, I this was, treat. So th- <laughs> this is CBD tinctures. So she should just put a little drop under your tongue. They have both helped me um, massively. And then, nice. my, but my therapy starts Thursday. <laughs> so, um, wow. Okay. So good times for everybody. We're all like really, <laughs> Selena's drinking, walking around in public. Um, and I look like, and David, you know, you're taking everything that you can. And I look like oh, I'm, I'm coming out of a right sex now. club in Berlin. <laughs> in Berlin. Oh, yeah. wait, can I swing back to one important point about Ghostwriter? And that is, I think, probably, because I just did some Googling, and I'd forgotten the character of Lenny released a song called You Gotta (gasps) Believe. And it's, I remember it so, yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, you gotta believe. And the Ghostwriter gang is in the video. In fact, I think, let me see. That sounds like the Joey Lawrence. That's not the Joey Lawrence song. You gotta believe. No, Pump it up, pump it up. Okay. Different song. This Similar, yeah. Yeah, it's actually, it's on YouTube. If any listeners want to just Google PBS Ghostwriter Lenny, you gotta believe music video. Like, oh, it's right here. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, what a cute, you know, like, I just, I think the character of Lenny really spoke to me. She's sort of like a funky, outspoken girl at that age. You know, like, she hasn't yeah. been crushed underfoot by the patriarchy just yet. I mean, give it two years. But like, yeah. oh, just what a sweet, sweet character. You just hope that she is, that she doesn't, because she's so uniquely um, badass in her own PBS way. Mm-hmm. I know, I know. Oh I mean, God. Oh, so when you Google, you gotta believe, it's not just the video that you can watch. It appears to be all of her kind of like live appearances and weird like neon background children's music shows with like formation dancers on either side of her. I'm so excited to watch this. Oh. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of great content here. And and it's like a nice, silly, fun, uplifting thing, you know, that's perfect for pandi- pandy times, as my boyfriend and I call it. <laughs> Pandemic times, you know, pandy times. Pandy, mm-hmm. pandy, yeah. pandy times. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, Jonathan, the, the yeah. priest from Grandchester is very hot. Very, very hot. So PBS has great content, guys. Go ahead and support your local public broadcasting station because you're going to find a treasure trove, really. I mean, it's $5 a month, and then you get access to the to the app, and you can watch whatever you want. And, and did, did PBS used to – do you remember the show Upstairs, Downstairs? Oh, Is yeah. It a- is it on yeah. PBS? That was that. a masterpiece theater thing. Okay, I don't yeah. th- like they don't have a lot of 
old, old content on there because Upstairs, okay. Downstairs was on when we were kids. Yeah, like, my parents were obsessed with it. Yeah. 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 So good. So you were definitely like a PBS household. So during oh. the day. Oh yeah. Big time. I mean, my mom used to call the television, the idiot box. Oh. And you know, like, I mean, we just like, I wasn't allowed to watch Three's Company or um, Married with Children because they were considered trashy. Yeah. Married um, with Children, uh, especially that one. Yeah. Was, yeah. Oh. God. Yeah. But then, and I remember at a certain point, my family had a, a rule that you could only watch like one hour of TV. I think it was per week. And so it was like, basically I would just pick 90210 usually, you know, like, I mean, you had to pick your stuff very selectively. I mean, and it's funny as a kid, I thought I was so nerdy and I wish we'd had cable and all that stuff. And now I'm like, oh my God, my parents were right. A hundred percent, you know, like, go out in the yard, go run around the woods and, uh, and, you know, just like yeah. don't watch a ton of television at that age, you know? Yeah. yeah. We always had television on in the house because like there was a fear of silence. I think our house was also haunted. Oh. So it's yeah. like with a haunted house, you want to make sure talk about ghostwriter. You want to make sure that you have something going on so that yeah. like, you know, the Victorian woman doesn't just come floating down the hallway <laughs> while it's quiet. And all you have is the, tick 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 of the pendulum in your grandfather clock like I didn't want that life for you myself. were really painting a picture Jonathan and I appreciate it <laughs> thank you that was the house I grew up in I mean Whoa. it was it was not an old house it was built in the 50s but there was some shit going on in those are air. to me those are scarier ghosts than the Victorian ones the 50s ghosts because like, yeah, like there's like, like a where aware has my baby have has my baby been or what like is a, that more, like, right? a, a more recently dead ghost might have a lot of like very fresh shit they're unpacking versus like the woman that's been looking for her daughter for 150 years mm -hmm. with the candle. Uh, there kind is of in a loop. A, something for Selena there. And David knows about my love of Market Basket too. I mean, like I love Mar Market God. Basket. <laughs> market Basket. Again. Oh my God. Give me a, do you get a sale on corn and Chardonnay? Give me the Market Basket. <laughs> Oh my God, more for your dollar. Do you get lobsters? Do you get lobsters? <laughs> lobsters is one ninety nine a pound. Get, come oh and get them. Lobster and Chardonnay. If I can pump it in my veins, kid. <laughs> but God. you can't. But you can't buy the liquor at the market basket unless you go to the store in New Hampshire. Oh my <laughs> God! It. I love so you slipping into the Kennedy accent too. I mean, uh, just yeah, like a touch, yeah. The, the old, yeah, the old timey Boston accent. I love. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sorry. So talking about ghosts, though, in Market Basket, the Market Basket in Wilmington's haunted, and there's a Victorian woman who appears in like the frozen food aisle, <laughs> and I'm dying. Like I need to go back home, and I need to go. You just like hang out in the frozen food aisle, being like, I'm friendly like, and approachable. <laughs> and apparently, like the frozen food aisle in that store, like kind of abuts the bakery. So like the the work at the bakery like the people at the bakery have been like i'll be with you in a second hon and then they look up and she's gone so they like to see this like frosty woman in a high collared dress just floating oh my god i love it and they're like it's weird like six numbers were taken out of our little number thing but no one yes. was there yes that little red number <laughs> thing and you pull the ticket it's just some terrified woman in an apron saying 62 63? <laughs> 64? It's like, hold on a second, Han. I'm just finishing up with this Cookie Monster cake, okay? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So, also, this, oh, so, oh, so oh no, up? go ahead. Go ahead. 
I was going to say, this links back to Dunkin' Donuts. When I lived in South Boston, I lived on the Dorchester side of Southie, um, and I used to go to the Dunkin' Donuts that is right by Andrew Square. So it's where Dorchester Street intersects Dorchester Ave. Interestingly, in Southie, not in Dorchester. <laughs> I love Boston so much. Um, but I used to- You will never stuff. find your way around unless <laughs> exactly. you- Good luck. Good luck, outsiders. <laughs> But I used to go to the, I used to go to this Dunks every morning when I lived in Southie, and it was run by these like three blonde sisters, and I was like, how cool that like this is the family Dunks. They ran it together, and they'd always be like, hey Han, hi Han, and like I just loved that they called me Han. No. Like they all had the worst dye jobs. It was just like that you know brassy yellowish blonde, like like. Oh, there is oh. nothing more welcoming than a Massachusetts woman calling you Han. Yes, it's yes. like I'll be right with you, Han. Okay, and then usually in a customer service situation, or like you oh. are so all set, Han. Okay. No, I know. Oh my God! Literally, if I ever like you know have a breakout and need something to soothe my soul, it's like please just get me a recording of a customer service person just being like, "It's a right, Han. It's a right, kid. It's a right, Han." Like, yeah. Oh. I'm gonna take care of this for you, Han. <laughs> so, Selena, do you are you are you also like Jonathan a fan? of a certain type of bowling? Candle pen. Oh, well, yeah. I grew up on the only type of bowling that is real bowling. Thank I didn't even you. know there was another type of bowling. I didn't either. I didn't either. <laughs> and the pen, only time, what? listen, the only time I, the, or when I was a kid that I was exposed to that big duck pit, like that big ball bowling was on the Flintstones. And I thought that was how they bowled back in like prehistoric times. I didn't, like, I didn't think This that is that happening was... currently? Yeah. <laughs> what? Like how? I know. Yeah, I know. Like, I remember yeah. like, and it's funny because I guess it kind of shows how much as a kid, there's certain things you don't really understand or know. But yeah, I grew up on all candle pin. But I think I understood that other people associated, they were like, yeah, the shape of a, like you would see that as the sign for bowling, you know? Right. Like, oh yeah, but we never saw pins that And Selena like that. was just always like, butt plug? Like what is that? <laughs> yeah, I, know. Yeah. I, like, um, I like my pins nice and slim, just like <laughs> me, you know? <laughs> Yeah, like, curves? No thanks. Mm, I'm glad as a board, just like the candle pins. Really skinny with a red belt in the middle. Uh, oh. That was it. That, those pins are just, like, these thin oh, pins God. with that red also, stripe and that tiny just, ball. Like, they fall over beautifully, you know. It's oh, just, it's, it's music. Pins. Yeah, curvy pins, it's like, raw dumps. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, it's curvy like a weeble. Curvy pins sounds like a weird drag name. <laughs> curvy pins sounds like a weird drag burlesque name. Let's see if she comes after Sherry Pie. I mean, Kirby. Oh, well, hopefully oh, she's. Oh. Yeah, yeah. yeah, man. We're, we are recording this right before the RuPaul season finale. So. Oh, yeah. Um, been, I haven't been watching, but I've heard that, that, you know, a certain person got cut out. Yikes. Cut out. Wow. Totally cut out. And she's a yeah, New York I, queen, too. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. like. It's just amazing to me that sometimes people will get the smallest taste of success or recognition and they will ruin their lives immediately. Oh, no, you know? no, this was before. Oh, this was really? Stuff from her past that came back to haunt him. Oh, wow. Yeah, Basically, yeah, I, like catfished as a casting producer. Wow. Yeah, I'd heard about that, but I didn't yeah. realize that it was like it, this person had been doing that for a while previously. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, some of it. So shitty. Actually, Jonathan, isn't most of it like years back? Or was oh, yeah. some of it very it recent? Long, 
I think it was yeah. years back, but it was still pretty bad where it was like, oh, yeah. I mean, I'm a casting, matter. yeah, like I'm a casting director and you're never going to see my, my name's Allison and you're never going to see my face and, and I want you to jerk off on camera for me. So like people who would just get naked, first of all, like don't do that for an audition if that ever happens yeah. and you're oh, no. in the comfort of your own home, like don't oh, make a video for somebody. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just, it was so bad. And it was over the course of like several years that yeah. that he was doing this. So just cut cut out as much as humanly possible unless like, yeah. you know, it was a I mean, runway was, or... Yeah. yeah, I just had, um, I just met up in the, for a six foot distant chit chat with my friends Gary Hannon and his husband Aaron Scoundrel the other day. And we were talking about it. And I was just thinking like, how... Unfortunate. If you were a queen who ended up chit-chatting with this person, it just like I, I feel like it affects more than just this person. It affects anyone. Who, you yeah. know, like that's just. I mean, wow. well, apparently, well, oh, go ahead, David. Well, a lot of people were like, "Cancel the whole season." You're, you know, supporting a an abuser. And like RuPaul's take, I mean, the whole production. They say this at the end of every show. Was like lots of people worked very hard. Like, yeah, you know, fifteen other people. What do they start with? Sixteen or twelve? 12 13 this season 13 you know like 12 other people you're gonna like ditch a whole season so i mean as much as they can sometimes you know obviously he's a character who's saying something that drives the action Mm -hmm. but a lot of most of the time when they come out and they do their runway walk all of a sudden they're done you're like wow so many great looks and then they do the wide where they show all the queens Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden their sherry pie dresses like a giant spider you're like oh shit they just did not show yeah yeah and it's like you know we have to stop living in such a black and white absolute thing where it's like cancel the whole season come on no you know like Mm -hmm. so many people with only the best intentions came to the table worked very hard in order to like to elevate themselves don't take that away from them exactly and i bet people would be like oh well just you know do another season with the cast minus that person but no now someone has new challenges yeah Yeah. and it's just an organic experience you can't there's only one time when you do the show for the first time you know what i mean well yeah and also these people come to the table with their their set of resources they set mm -hmm. aside a couple months of their lives in order Mm -hmm. to come be on this show like they can't just do that again like exactly you know so it's yeah it, it, it was handled, I think, the best way it possibly could be handled. And um, I wish he sucked. I wish he was terrible. I know. That, got I mean, all like, the way to the end. I mean, that's like the kind of, the, <laughs> yeah. oh, he's, I mean, as, as a drag queen, as a performer, as a comedian, as a writer, he's super, I mean, it makes it all the more tragic, right? Yeah. Because if you yep. you're to like roll your eyes at some idiot who wasn't, who went home third, you yeah. know? Um, and but, seems right up yeah. my alley in terms of like the kind of drag I want to see, like super campy and like a lot Plays of old women, mostly old, old women, women and like old, old references of, of things yeah. that are, that you don't find anymore. And what a like, shame. I mean, really I really sucks. hope, I hope it inspires this person to do some soul searching of like, you know, I mean, what, a, but just like what predatory behavior. I mean, to me, it's like, that instinct is just so toxic and terrible and you know like he did make an immediate statement not denying he did it saying that he needed to seek help because of his behaviors and then he has disappeared there's no like you know how a lot of people i think in this new culture where people get like online like 
they stay present online. Like yeah. they stay vocal. They record their fucking Kevin, whatever weird fireplace video that fucking Kevin, um, house of cards, um, oh, Spacey. Spacey. you know, they what keep a, doing what a weirdo. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But yeah, um, yeah, that's so crazy. I wonder how they're going to do the finale. I haven't watched the reunion from last on I think Zoom. it was as good as it could be on Zoom. We're all doing the best that we can on Zoom. Yeah. Um, and I think they did the very best that it, that it possibly could be. So there it is. But we got away from Ghost Rider, as we always do. <laughs> And it is uh, the end of our episode. So, you know, mm. if you want to watch some Ghost Rider, just go on to YouTube because that's where it is. It is worthwhile. I mean, and I think it's so funny because I was like, I want to rewatch some episodes after this. Like, it's just such a wholesome, sweet. I mean, and that's what's so great about PBS is like, you're never going to get a curveball of like an un- uncomfortable sexual scene. Like, it's wholesome stuff. It's kids making adventures and doing stuff. And also, like, how cute that the grandmother can't even see it. Like, it's just a cool premise to be like, it's just for kids, you know? And I feel yeah. like a lot of, I mean, great children's programming, that's what it's about. It feels like a clubhouse just for you and your buddies, you know? I'm so oh, yeah. excited to watch her music video. I can Yeah, barely- oh my God. You got, I'm about to blare it out my window, and I hope that <laughs> Park Slope is ready. <laughs> yeah. You're going to have the people who remember that it was filmed in that neighborhood just be like, I know, I know is this. Lenny up there? Oh, Lenny. Yes, Lenny. Yes. <laughs> what if she lives near you and you don't even know it? And oh then, God, like, you blare it and she yeah. walks by. I know. Ugh. So uh, we, we end our episodes talking about what we've watched on television, and I'm sure that's all we're doing right now. So my main squeeze right now is Mrs. America. I gave it a yes, break. Yes, I, yes, yes, yes. I found it troubling, meaning like I felt, because I think a few weeks ago I was in the depths of like, I already have COVID and so does everyone else and we're all already dead. And it's just the only survivor will be Trump, like a giant kind of orange naked dinosaur roaming the earth. But he is the cockroach that we always he, talk about. He really is. He really is. Raid! Um, so uh, I, I picked it back up day before yesterday and I have gone through like four or five episodes it's so compelling it's so good it is Tracy Ullman's role of a lifetime she chews up the scenery in it uh it's it's so good and everyone should watch it even though it will like ooh, it really sticks in your gut because it's historical and you know that they're all working for something that's going to not come to fruition but you're also seeing like what it takes to organize in like a slightly soap opera I'm sure fictionalized way but I love it I love it so much the other, I think the other half of that coin, or the other side of that coin, rather, is um, how you see Phyllis Schlafly just kind of bullshit her way through everything. And then yep. you realize, like, oh, my God, this is all takes. this is kind of the beginning of conservatives saying the truth isn't true. Yeah. And just, like, here's wow. my lie is just what I'm going to bulldoze you with, even though yeah. it's not true and it's not based in anything. Like, yep. Oh, that woman. Oh, yeah, yeah. What are you watching? Me, I'm yeah. watching The Great on Hulu, What's which that? is about Catherine the Great, and it's oh, yeah. a, it's like a a bit fictionalized, quite a bit, um, and it's kind of modernized in a way, but it is very, very entertaining. Okay, I will check it. Uh, I will check it out once mm-hmm. I get through my other shows. Selena, what are you watching? Ah, uh, well, 
I, let's see, a few things. Um, I recently, just for comfort food, started rewatching Golden Girls. Yeah, just because yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. just give me some tender loving, you know, it's so good. Um, especially, I mean, the pilot, like just starting from the very beginning, it's like, oh my God. And then uh, my boyfriend and I watched all of the Michael Jordan special, The Last Dance, <clears throat> yeah. which is, oh, you know, yeah. yeah, it's really good. It's on HBO or, no, no, I'm sorry, ESPN. Um, just fascinating to remember, like, I mean, he's just such a talent. And then one thing that is just a guilty pleasure, like dumb, 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 but but my boyfriend and I love it, is Tiny House Nation. <laughs> I love oh that show. <laughs> I, oh, I love it on Netflix. It's so, yeah, exactly. Fantastic. It's so good. I mean, because I find the host really sweet and endearing. And, and also like, I mean, yeah, my boyfriend and I always joke around about going tiny. Like just the <laughs> language of it kills me. It's like, are you ready to go tiny? Like. Oh my God. And I mean, and admittedly, a lot of it is about home decor and home improvement. And I think just because I'm in my house so much, and I think in the past few years, kind of with candles, I've gotten more into home decoration. So it's just interesting to see, you know, ways that you can maximize storage and, you know, like just reuse different things for different purposes. Um, but yeah, I just, I love it. It's easy. There's always a happy ending, you know, it's great. <laughs> but before... Well, A, I have to check out that show because I need some storage ideas. Uh, and I just love the idea. Going tiny. It's like yeah. so non-threatening or like what, what you mentioned candles. So A, I want to know what is the main, your main squeeze candle right now? And B, tell us about where we can find the podcast, what it's called, all that. Yes, yes. Oh, great question. So my podcast is called Two Wick Minimum. It's America's favorite and only podcast about candles. I mean, truly, like, I have no competition. It's kind of remarkable. <laughs> I'm like, why is no one else talking about candles? Um, and, you know, it's a you, most episodes are 30 minutes. Some are up to 45, but generally it's 30. Um, and it's just, you know, candle conversation. We talk about, like, seasonal sense, favorite, you know, favorite brands, um, the controversies within, within the candle community, um, such as ah. like, I mean, vanilla is a very controversial scent. Like yeah. there are, there are vanilla heads and there are vanilla haters. No. And I do want to have a, organize a literal fist fight between the two groups. <laughs> yeah. I just think of like a Walgreens, not CVS, but Walgreens candle um, <laughs> that's vanilla scented and that you get for like $4.99. I know. No vanilla candles in this house. I know. I'm not into food scents. I'm into nature mm. scents. And yeah. especially yeah. right now, so this dovetails with like what I'm burning right now. I'm, uh, you know, sort of trying to bring the outside in um, and simulate that. So I just discovered a really nice brand called Good and Well. They're based in Seattle and they do, they have an entire um, series of candles based on national parks. So, oh yeah. Yeah, it's really like their packaging's oh. really cute. It looks like a mini paint bucket. Um, they yep. are wood wicks. I don't love wood wicks, but I'm trying to roll with it. Um, so I'm burning some of those. They have a really nice one called Joshua Tree, which just like makes oh. me think of Palm Springs and you know. But then you know sometimes I'll lean on some like old favorites. I mean, uh, Yankee Candle Stormwatch is my all time one of my all time favorite candles. Um, I recently got a triple wick. Uh, from Veluspa. I love Veluspa. Uh, and Casa Pacifico is one of my favorite scents. It's very oceany. It sort of feels like you're on the water. So I recently ordered that. And I mean, what a typical pandemic purchase. Like I thought it was pretty small and it arrived and it's like a drum. Like it is a giant candle. <laughs> <laughs> It like takes up most of my coffee table. So I only burn it for special occasions. I just burned it for my birthday back in late April. So mostly right now it's all about outdoor scents. 
Okay. I have a okay. candle that I picked up the last time I was in Lake Arrowhead. Ooh. And it's from Fort Gregory, which is this very cute store up in Lake Arrowhead. And it's just their like signature scent. And it feels like it's very... just like, sort of piney balsam. Yeah, but with like mm. a with like a little almost like a little fruity like tinge to it. Nice. So yeah. It's, a citrus uh, can be really great with that kind of scent. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, I, know, I, I am... haven't burned it yet, obviously, but oh. well waiting. remember. The first burn, you got to let it burn far out because you don't want that candle to tunnel. Do you know That's, what I'm talking about? I do. Okay, you know what I'm talking about. Okay, good, good. Yeah, you don't want the wax to like build up and then you can't use it, right? I know. I mean, that's, I, and I learned that in season one of Two Wick Minimum. I learned it. You can hear me like learning on the job of, because the first time you light a candle, it, whatever circumference you burn to, every previous time you light it, it will only burn to that circumference. And that's how you end up like ruining a candle, basically. Yeah, so you have to so, just let it burn for like an hour or two. The first burn is the most important burn. I mean, I wish Cheryl Crow would remake a song about that. You know, first cut is the deepest. First burn, <laughs> first burn is the most important burn. She listens I, to to us, so you will uh, we'll get that good. message out. I'm, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm already on the website. I have the Joshua Tree candle in my cart. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is a purchase I'm going to make right about now. There are so yeah. many. Delicious smelling national forest, but I know. Yeah. So you're also a good candle. And remember, with wood wicks, they can be a little tricky. Sometimes the first time you light it, it might go out, and then you got to relight. Yeah, uh, a wood I wick have, can. Yeah, okay. David knows what I'm wick. talking about. Well, I, My, I'm I mean, like, <laughs> David's like, I'm not new here. <laughs> no, I mean I do. Jack and I, we do have because I love the PF Ch PF Chang uh, <laughs> PF candle. I was like, you have Chang's candle? It smells like stinky takeout. <laughs> yep. Oh, the, oh, there is a chop suey that is out of this world. I hate food candles, but give it, give it a try. I know, give it a try. But wait, what are you burning these days, David? Um, I love the PF candles. And um, the one that I think we're burning now is Amber and Moss by them. Mm. Um, that's a good one. But there's an old candle I want. What is the name when you're on a Delta plane and the bathroom, you go to the fancy bathroom, it has the soap by the company that's a German name with the plus sign and another German name. And it's big, blocky. Alan and Alan Goats. Goats. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, make a, they make a cannabis candle that is, and I'm not into yeah. that typically, but it really smells like cannabis, like the delicious plant. Because some yes. of them just smell like weed. In fact, I believe yeah. that Paul Case, who was a guest on Two Week Minimum, he was episode 13, specifically referenced that candle as a oh, wonderful candle. I, I love that candle. I also love that we've turned our episode into a crossover for Two Week Minimum. <laughs> so <laughs> I feel like yeah. you could just, you can cut this down, Selena, if you want, and release it on your feed. Oh, that's so uh, funny. Honestly, I have been so unproductive as far as like do, doing episodes of Two Week Minimum. I've just been kind of like, I'm like, I'm just trying to get through. Yeah. Like, I just feel like I don't have a lot of creative energy. But honestly, this pod has inspired me so much. And I'm like, yeah, maybe I could hit up my LA friends to do episodes like this of Two Week Minimum. Like, I think I just need to get it going. I am yeah. dying to talk about candles. So I would love if you did that. And if you need help, you can always lean on us because we are doing it this way. And we'd love to yeah. help in any way we can. I might because I'm a technology idiot. It's so easy. You're going to love it. But Selena Kopic, Two Wick Minimum, go listen. Uh, it is actually a podcast that I love and I do listen to regularly. So um, I, it's, it's wonderful. You're going to love it. And thank you so much for coming on. 
Thank you guys so much. This literally brightened my, it like made my week. I love you guys Aww. so much. And this was so much fun. And everyone immediately after this episode, it's time to watch. You gotta believe. Yep. Yep. We're going to get right into it. Till next time. <laughs> Bye, Selena. Bye. Bye, Bye everyone.